Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Word Stories is a place for women of color to share their experiences in the workplace. We're no longer whispering these stories to our best friends and partners and then shoving them to the backs of our minds and just dealing. We're talking about bias, equal pay, bad bosses, racist hiring practices, and all the crazy things your coworkers have done or said to you. This is a safe place to tell those stories. The floor is open, y'all. We are telling it all. Welcome back. So... On today's episode, I really wanted to have a specific conversation because it feels like no one talks about getting out of a toxic work environment and then what you owe or don't owe to the person who's replacing you. Yep. Have y'all ever even thought about that? So my next guest had my job before me. I referenced her in the season's first episode. And although we've never met in person, I was lucky enough to have her as an ally when I too found myself in some mess at work. Having someone who really understood my organization and could kind of look at it from clear eyes after being released from that specific hardship was really key for me and realizing what was happening wasn't about me as a person, but overall about the well-being of Black women in that environment, in nonprofits in general, and basically everywhere else. Um, It was really pivotal in me navigating my own challenges, but also not the norm. So, should we be giving warnings to our successors when we leave a job? Or is that too much emotional labor to take on after we've already been in an unhealthy work environment for so long? Let's ask our guest. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Uh, Well, introduce yourself to our audience. Yes, of course. Hello, my name is Daly. I am 29 years old, currently reside in Brooklyn. And right now I work in social impacts for a media company. So sometimes I say I'm a social impact producer, but essentially I am now living the dream, working with creatives to put out content that is nuanced and more authentic and can impact our society in more positive ways. That's that's the goal, at least. (laughs) Yeah, nice. So tell us about some challenges that you've had in the workplace as a Black woman. Yeah, okay. So first I just want to say, so many. So from white women, like, you know, honestly, so many, like, and I've been in the workforce, I feel like almost, I don't know, what is this, like, getting close to 10 years now. But I think just like from white women asking me if I really experienced discrimination due to my race, I remember my very first job out of college, a white woman colleague asked me that. And I'm just like, girl, like, you know, like, really? And then just to be being questioned about my professionalism. And if I'm not like so smiley one day as I'm, 
I'm typically mm. a pretty bubbly person, but you know, like some days, you know, you just want to get the work done. You know what I mean? You don't want to cut the small talk. And it's like, if mm. I'm not smiley, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, what's wrong with your attitude? Or you kind of had a tone today. I mean, there's just so many different things. And I feel like one of the big things too, I've noticed in my kind of later years, I guess, <laughs> of working is that I cannot do the bare minimum like my white counterparts. And I say that because I just like in different um, jobs that I've had when I have the same title as, you know, like a white guy I work with, I, and I thought we were all like just doing the most at our jobs. And then when I come to find out, like they get, they're getting paid more than me and then their workload is not as intense. And so that is just something that I've noticed on more than one occasion. Um, And then I also feel like there's this pressure too, where it's like, if you, you don't have as much grace, right? So like you really have to, I don't want to say like you have to be perfect, but I feel like there's less grace for me as a black woman at work to mess up. So like if I'm like at a new job, just trying to learn something, it it seems like I'm supposed to be learning this at some rapid pace. And if there's ever like, you know, do you know what I mean? And it's like, if you ever ask, I don't know, like maybe you misunderstood because you're new or whatever. It's like, you're looked at as you're incompetent and like, and, but then you see how other people on your team who typically are the white, you know, members of the team, they will be messing things up left and right. And there's not as harsh <sighs> criticism. And so mm-hmm. these are just a few things. I feel like unconscious bias like that, that's a huge thing um, as well. And I've worked a lot in more of like kind of the nonprofit, you know, now I'm in social impact space. So you work with a lot of people who really s- still need to do the work. I think sometimes like, when I'm working with more progressive white people, I think that there's this like thing where they don't acknowledge that they still need to do work and that they, you know, they still have this unconscious bias, even though yes, you're a do-gooder or whatever. Um, Mm. And so I don't know that I feel like even just in the nonprofit space that has been just very interesting. And I I hope Mm. I'm answering your questions, girl, but like literally the answer is just so many. Yeah, so many things. I feel triggered by you saying that you have to learn stuff faster than everyone else. That is such a real situation for me right now of just watching people be able to mess up over and over and over and over again, have bad days all the time, been in the job year and a half, two years, and are okay with doing that. But I was expected to have like a different performance within the first couple of weeks. Weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which doesn't even, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like, it's like, I literally just figured out how to log into my email. I don't even know your names. Like, I just, I never understand that. Yeah. So much to learn. And like, I think that might be also a general um, work culture issue that then is just amplified for us as Black women. So like, every job you go into, the onboarding is two seconds. (laughs) and it needs it always feels like it's not enough it always feels like I don't know enough I don't feel like I'm necessarily being set up for success and now I'm full throttle like you want me to know everything and it's been I mean have we even hit 100 days not sure uh Mm -hmm. so that I mean this is just working in this country right and then we just get everything times 100 (laughs) yeah no I totally agree totally agree so okay Let's so the audience knows you had the job that I have now. I came along, (laughs) but there was no overlap. It wasn't, I know some jobs people will train somebody for a week or two when they're leaving. 
we were working remotely, so there was none of that. We never actually had a conversation or, you know, paperwork passed yeah. over. Um, everyone kind of like facilitated that for us. So how did you feel leaving that job? Like the first week you're out of it, that last day, like knowing that you were leaving that situation? Yeah. Um, okay. So at first I was honestly in disbelief that I finally quit <laughs> because I had been trying to quit this last job for a minute. And obviously with the pandemic, there's just a lot going on that, um, kind of slowed the process, but I was just relieved. I was so happy. I think I was so used to kind of, I call it, I re- reference it to my work trauma and I feel like there's always, you know, work drama and trauma, but like, this specific job that I had left, I just felt like it was just another level of trauma unnecessary that I was experiencing. And I don't think I really fully grasped it until I started my next job. And I Mm -hmm. say that because I like, there was like things I learned in that job that were just super unhealthy that I didn't, I knew, I mean, I knew kind of that it was unhealthy, but I didn't realize to what extent, like kind of like just from micromanaging and like coming from a team where I felt like, there was just super micromanagement like situations. Like people are really trying to track your minutes. And like when we were in the office trying to track how many minutes you was sitting in your seat, like stuff like that, even if you're a salary employee and like moving to my next job, I felt this sense of like, Oh wait, people hired me to do a job and they just trust that I'm going to just do the job. Like I was, I was honestly confused by the lack of like micromanagement I was receiving. And I was like, Oh, they think I can just do it. And then also just being confident in the work that I would produce. They'd be like, Oh, this is amazing. Great. Thank you. Like it wasn't like I, I felt like I experienced so much like nitpickiness over things that didn't actually matter to what my job was. And mm-hmm. I think part of experiencing that was giving me this weird like insecurity, even though I had been in this I had worked at that job for almost five years. So I like knew, I knew that job, you know what I mean? Like I was there, I knew it. Obviously there was like so many changes over the years and it became a very different program, but like, yeah, but it just, I was just relieved. I was so happy. And I also like started to realize just kind of the effects. I was, it was almost like breaking up from like an abusive boyfriend or something. Like I was like, dang, I need to really go to therapy and like figure out what even just happened. Cause I think I, there's just stuff I honestly just forgot and I'm just kind of like moved on and haven't really addressed. When you're in the position, you have to compartmentalize so that you can still work every day. Right. If you really sat there while you were still in the job and thought about all the things that were happening, I would imagine it would be hard to do your duties every day. So I'm, it sounds like you pushed it to another place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it's also because like, you know, I've had previous jobs before that job, but I think there was just so much at play. Like it was, it got completely rehauled. And then, so I was working with all these new people. And then on top of that, there was a pandemic. And then on top of that, everyone decided that now they know racism exists because of George Floyd's murder. Like it was just a lot going on and mm-hmm. just, it was too much at once. Yeah. Okay. So when you heard, got word through the grapevine <laughs> that I was having <laughs> trouble in the position, what were your first thoughts? Like, what'd you think about it? Okay. I felt so bad. So I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Like when I was leaving, I 
um, I kept in touch. Like I, I, I mean, I make, I've been making friends, you know, at my job. So yeah, I kept yeah. in touch with folks and I was kind of like, I remember before I left, I had made some kind of manual thing. And I remember thinking, I was like writing this little letter to whoever took my job next. And I was like, I wonder if I could put like a little code in here to tell them like, Hey, don't take it. Like, <laughs> like this isn't the job for you. But I just remember when, um, I kind of, I was, you know, talking to my friends, my old coworkers and they're like, Oh, there's this new girl. I was like, is she black? They're like, yes. And I was like, Oh Lord. And then, um, when we, when I found out kind of your issues, I was like, I was just, I felt bad because I wasn't surprised because I, I think mm-hmm. though I was surprised at how quick that you experienced it because I was like, dang, right. y'all can't even act nice for a week. Like homegirl just got here. Like that was surprising to me. But then when we spoke, I was like also kind of felt a little bit validation just because um, some of the stuff you were sharing with me, I experienced and I feel like others didn't experience it the same because they weren't you know, working with the same exact team and the same exact manager and like tasked with the same exact thing. And so I don't know, there was that. And then I also felt like bad because I felt like people kind of do this thing where they're like, oh, okay, daily left, like, we'll just go find another black woman and she'll do the same thing. And like, we are different people. (laughs) And so, (laughs) yes, like I honestly, and I felt like they were going to try to do that. And I was trying to explain to them, like, I have worked here for five years. I've done so many different things for this job. And then I also had specific interests that I wanted to pursue. So I was trying to make them a part of this job. This next Mm -hmm. person is going to be a completely different person with completely different experience, completely different interests. So like Mm -hmm. what I, and also I was doing too many things. I was like, it didn't even make sense. Like a normal person will come in. They're not going to be doing all this. They're going to be like, what the hell? Right. Um, so I just felt bad. <laughs> and I felt <laughs> when you called though, I was just like, girl, I'm here for you. Like you'll get through this. But like, I, I felt so bad. Oh my God. This is, this is so funny. I think about this all the time. This is a super unconventional relationship. Like nothing about <laughs> this is. makes sense. I don't know anybody who has talked to someone about this, the the depth of the things we've talked about, but has never met them. <laughs> So it's like so weird. It's so weird, right? Like, I don't know. This is this is kind of a strange thing. So when you heard that, you know, I wanted to talk to you and I wanted to try to, you know, get a better understanding of what was happening, what made you feel open to talking about it? Because you could have easily just been like, I've moved on and I don't want to go back down that road. Like, good luck, girl. I'll pray for you and leave it at that. Like, what made you actually want to talk? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a combo of things. One is I just felt like I had been there. So I know exactly what this person's going through. And if I could, you know, pass on any insight, I was more than happy to do so, especially Mm -hmm. to another black woman. Like that's just something I always want to do, you know, regardless of a job or whatever. Like I always want, like if someone, if a young black woman or whatever age black woman is about to pursue something and I can help or provide any type of insight, I will. Um, so that was part of it. And then also just, I think I also kind of was still, I think, I, I think what it is too, is that if I was in your position, I would want someone to do that for me. Mm. You know, like I would, if yeah. I felt like what is going on here and, and if I knew that there was someone that, cause I don't know who was in my previous position at my new job. Like I have no idea. I had, I was walking in super blind and so mm. I think it's just nice to to know like that experience, especially from another black woman, because our experience at work is going to just be different from anyone else, you know, just because just because of how society sees us and how the work 
place views us. Um, but I'm so happy we met. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's very I know nice weird. You. It's not lost <laughs> on me that I ask you to go back down a road that could have you know, re-stimulated you. That was not lost on me. But I also felt like I was just so desperate for help. That I was like, please, somebody give me some insights. Like, I can't take this. So I really appreciate you doing that. I uh, probably have not told you enough, but uh, thank you. Because it definitely <laughs> of course. It, it allowed me to go move forward with a different way of thinking. Because it wasn't yeah. just about me. And my qualities and who I was as an individual, it was a bigger issue. But I would have never known that if you hadn't shared what you shared. Uh, So super important. But the question is, should this be the norm? Should people seek out folks that had their job before? And should those folks be open to talking about it? Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. So I have like, I have mixed feelings about it. So I think that this should be some sort of norm. I don't know if it needs to be like kind of, you know, like work stories or if it needs to be like some kind of community or something. But I think what, so I know that you can always read the little reviews or whatever on Indeed and Glassdoor, but I I think something that I learned from this experience and something I actually thought about before you were hired was that I wish, I wish that she would reach out to me. I, I actually was thinking that and I, and I like didn't know if it was who was going to be, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be you or whoever, mm. but I wish that that person would have looked to see who worked there before mm. and left so they could get an honest conversation about what their experience was for that job. And mind you, I understand, like, I have this other part of me where it's like, everyone's going to have a different experience. And mm. I never want to tell someone not to take an opportunity because the experience didn't serve me. However, right. I do think right. there is value in sharing like like in reaching out to people who had the who worked at the company is good, but I think it's always better to find someone who worked there and left cuz they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to be saving face. They don't want to you know, cuz you know, you don't want to talk bad about your current workplace or whatever, especially to someone you don't know, but I just think there's so much value in it and like especially for black women and like like that's just part of my process now. Like I always will look on LinkedIn or wherever and try to find a black face, you know, and see mm-hmm. if they'll speak to me so I can learn like, okay, you used to work here. Like, tell me, give me the tea. But also like, I want to talk to the current employees. Like, are you happy here? Like, I don't, you know, I don't know how willing they'll be to tell mm-hmm. you the tea, but I just think it is such an important thing, especially as you know, we're, we're looking for jobs. And like, I think it's such a big, or, you know, you have to have a career or a job or whatever, unless, you know, you figure out something. But I just feel like I shouldn't have to worry about some of the BS, you know, like, let me just worry about my job while I'm at my job. Um, so like, if, if I can tell somebody about what's going on, or who to watch out to, or if I would say don't work here, like, you know, like strongly discourage, do what you want to do. Mm. Um, I think that's valid, you know, like it's, it's something that would weigh on my, my choice if I was um, applying to a new job and like getting an offer. It's something that I would take into consideration because it's like, I don't want to be miserable every day or, you know, fighting for my life every day or like trying to prove that I'm a good person or a good employee or whatever. Like you don't want to, you just don't want that. And so I don't know how we can normalize it, but if we can, I think we should. Yeah. So let's say you were getting a new job and the person who had the job before was also a black woman and you reached out and she said, I don't want to talk. No, 
how would you <laughs> feel about that? Like, nope, absolutely not. Like, does she, owe, yeah. do we owe it to each other because of the common struggle we're in as women of color? Or, I mean, is it, do you just think it's individual choice? I think, okay, so I have, again, many thoughts about that. So I don't think anyone is obligated to do anything. That you know, at the end of the day, girl, if you don't want to tell me, that's fine. Because what is it, you know, not all, I hope I'm not butchering this on this podcast. But like, you know, not all skin folk is kin folk. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, we're not yep. all, not yep. everybody is with it. And not everybody carries themselves or care, honestly cares. Like, some people are very mm-hmm. much what is it, the crab, the whatever, the bar- crabs in the barrel kind of mindset are very much like, yeah. I'll be the good, the good one kind of mindset. So I mm-hmm. would just be like, whatever, girl. And I would just find, I honestly would just keep looking for new people um, if I could. And like, yeah, that's just, that's unfortunate. But I do think it's not your obligation. Like you do not have to tell people, you do not have to warn people. But I do think that if we do want to just have a better society, we do need to hold these companies accountable for how they are making us feel. And if we are able to share our experiences so that another person, you know, can either inform if they want to work there or, or decide um, that they will take it on, but at least have that understanding. So then, the, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like you, like, you know, that it's not a you thing that it, this is like a societal or like company issue. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, unfortunately, if, if she says no, then I'm going to be like, okay, that's fine, whatever. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, this is awkward. I, like, I wouldn't expect that. But yeah, there are all those people who are like, every man for himself. Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. responsible for your experience. I've moved on and I've got a life. So good luck. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it is like a nice thing to do. But obviously, people have to do what's best for them and what they feel like they have the energy and mental space for because depending yeah. on what happened like I'm, a, I'm imagining something like the craziest things that could happen like people being sexually harassed or you know like some of these larger issues I can imagine that they might not want to talk about their general work experience because that might mm-hmm. come up and they don't want to be triggered by that so that's m- maybe why you would get a no I mean one of many reasons yeah. right yeah, that's valid. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No one, because no. you don't want to relive the trauma. And also, mm-hmm. to be honest, you don't know. Like, some people might have signed an NDA, or maybe they're in like a lawsuit, like, oh, and yeah. they just literally can't. Like, there's just levels to it sometimes. And then other times, they just don't want to talk. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So, let's say somebody is looking to leave their job, they feel like they're in a toxic work environment. Like, what advice would you give them? Do you think they should be contacting the person after them? Do you think they should go to HR and kind of air out are there all their grievances? Or, you know, what kind of exit plan would you advise somebody to have? Yeah, well, I think that it starts before the exit, right? So, like, I think that if you're experiencing, well, I always say document everything. So the good, if you're getting praises, if you're getting, like, positive, whatever, then you need to document that. But I, and I also think it's really important to document negative things too. So like sometimes, mm-hmm. oftentimes people want to get hop on the call with you and said, and like, I don't know, people do some shady stuff. And so I'm just very much always recap your calls, always put down notes, always put down the timestamp, what was said, you know, and, and because you just need to keep those documents before you exit. I also think that depending on what the problem is, like if you feel comfortable um, I, I know it's, it's hard because I always feel like it depends on the situation because you don't know how, you know, your boss or whoever you speak to 
will react. So I understand kind of like, okay, I need a job and I need to get paid. So I don't want to, you know, like say my, my manager's racist and then start some whole drama or whatever. But I do think mm. it's important. Like if you feel comfortable to speak up, however, I always say this about HR, like HR is really here to protect the company, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think, what is it? They're, they're supposed to like maximize employee productivity and protect the company. Right. So yeah. I do think that, yes, share your concerns, but with that, you know, just with that lens and that in mind that their job isn't to protect you as an employee, it's to protect the company. So like share what you want to share, but just be mindful of what the consequences could be. And also be mindful that, you know, they might be like, whatever, or maybe in the, I mean, in some cases, you know, you might have a really good HR team where they like take it seriously and have some type of like, I don't know. like mediation or whatever depending Mm. on what it is um I don't I don't really think that people like I I think it's kind of I don't know I have weird feelings about this too but like I wouldn't necessarily go and seek people who go to my my old jobs like I don't really feel like that's my business like I think if they reach out to me that's fine Mm. but I don't think I would like like, I don't, I think I'm just very Fine, much like, okay, that, that was my experience there. Let me just kind of move on. If someone wants to know my experience, sure, I'll share it. But like, I also feel like I want people to, because everyone's not always going to have the same experience as me. And that's what I think I struggle with. I mean, obviously, we're, if there's racism there, we, we're going to experience that, you know, but like, I want people to also kind of see things for themselves and kind of, you know, make their own opinions and come to their own conclusions about things as well like I don't want to kind of like manipulate someone's thoughts about like this manager is horrible maybe me and this manager just had some beef you know but like when it does come to these yeah sometimes it could be personal but when it does come to these larger like racial like you know sexual assault and like these types of things I I don't know I just feel like it's important like people need to know what they're going into and I'm someone that writes reviews like I'm kind of annoying like that like if I hate (laughs) something or if I love something I will let people know like if I went to some an establishment and felt like they were being racist I will put that on my Yelp because I think it's important like I'm like why like if it's those types of things I think that's important like don't work I don't know yeah the power the power of your voice you want to use the like what you have which is your voice Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But it's yeah. like, it's like, if I can help someone, obviously, I will. But I'm yeah, it just depends on what it is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So the the issue is like, how honest do you need to be? Sometimes someone will join your staff. You're on it. Like, how much do you need to say? Um, because you don't want to <laughs> affect someone's experience negatively, if that's not going to be their path, but it's hard to know. So um, definitely a judgment call for everybody in their particular situations. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much. I just feel like you're such a good example of do the right thing. <laughs> and I hope, I hope people take note that if they do have the, the energy to have these conversations when approached, of course, um, please do, because this was pivotal in me keeping a job and getting through and, you know, accomplishing other goals I had personally, right? Like we don't just work to work. Like we use that money for things (laughs) like we, you know, have different goals with that. So there's no way that I could have gotten through that without somebody like you being willing to, to share with me. So I really appreciate it. Oh, no worries at all. Like I appreciate you 
as well because I I don't know. It's just always so nice to, um, you know, have another friend in this kind of world. But like, I just really appreciate your willingness also to share with me um, yeah. because I, you know, because I'm a stranger. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't feel like it. But you know, trauma bonding. This is yeah, perfect. That's what I'm gonna say, the, the trauma bonding. bonding. <laughs> yes, we'll have to find some ways to bond over things we like and things that are healthy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. So whether you want to divulge the details of your work experience to the next person is totally up to you. But it is important to think about the courtesies that you would want extended to you if you were coming into a hot mess situation. But also, is that taining a new person's experience? And could sharing your experiences with a stranger be negative for your mental health? You tell us. Hit us up on Instagram at WorkStories, that's work with an E, and let us know what you think, or you can always hit us up on the hotline, 469-790-0599. Leave us a message, and we'll see you next time. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.